0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, not that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday. It's a Sunday on which we gather together to to witness to, and to share, and to rejoice in the mercy of God, in the mercy of Jesus. Notice what happens in the Gospel. Jesus comes to the disciples and says to them, peace be with you. And he says it again, peace be with you. What a glorious thing to realize that Christ has imparted to us his peace. He has brought the peace of God into our hearts. Oh, what such an excitement! St. Peter, in his epistle, says, Thanks be to God, our Father, who in Christ has given us his mercy and a new birth in the hope, into the hope of the resurrection. We have been born again into hope. We have been given God's peace. And this is a gift to us of Christ's mercy. Notice from the psalm, a beautiful phrase, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You'll notice in the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus and his disciples leave the upper room, having celebrated the Last Supper, the first Eucharist, they walk to the Mount of Olives, climb the Mount of Olives, singing a hymn. And the hymn they sang was this, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The stone that the builders rejected, who is Jesus, has become the cornerstone. And looking into his passion, Christ said, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, because... Jesus went to the cross and suffered his passion for one reason and one reason only, to pour out God's mercy upon us. And Jesus, when he spoke to the apostles there in the reading we had this morning, he says, as the Father has sent me, I send you. Send us to do what? To preach the gospel. But what is the gospel? The gospel According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the gospel is the revelation in Jesus Christ of God's mercy towards sinners. That is the gospel. That is our message. Our message is God has mercy on sinners and he has poured out his blood so that our sins could be washed away and there in the upper room as Jesus proclaims this gospel to his apostles he breathes on them and gives them the Holy Spirit so that they can take into the world the forgiveness of sins he gives to his church the authority to forgive sins not to stand back and look at the world and tell them how terrible they are and how big sinners they are and they're all going to go to hell because they're living in sin. No, Christ gave us his mercy so we could forgive sins, so we could proclaim his mercy to all people. You know, we have this, mer- this, this celebration of divine mercy because God spoke to a Polish nun by the name of St. Faustina. And she was very much like um, St. Catherine of Siena. She had dialogues, discussions with Jesus as Jesus would appear to her in visions and, and give her instructions. And one of the instructions Jesus gave her, and you can find this recorded in her diary, was to set aside the Sunday after Easter as the Sunday of divine mercy. Well, St. Faustine is a cloistered nun, so she can't run out and proclaim that to everybody. The only person she can talk to is her confessor. So she went to her confessor, and she said to him, she said, Jesus wants the second Sunday of Easter to be Divine Mercy Sunday. Well, her confessor, being the good theologian that he was, explained to her that, well, there's already a feast on the second Sunday of Easter, and that's called Low Sunday, and Low Sunday, in fact, is a Sunday to celebrate the mercy of Christ by the readings that it has. We just read these, the the psalm and the, and the gospel and the reading from Peter, that these readings are all about mercy. It already is a Sunday set aside for Christ's mercy. So St. Faustina went back to her confessor and she said, well, I talked to my confessor about it, and he said, she said he said, it's already there, we're already doing that, it's... We already have this mercy dedicated to your mercy. And Jesus said to her, But no one knows about it. Even those who are supposed to be proclaiming my mercy have no idea what my mercy is. And if you read the diary of St. Faustina, it's interesting. That is the only exclamation point in the entire diary how important it is to Jesus that we actually reflect upon His mercy, receive His mercy, and spread His mercy. That's what Divine Mercy Sunday is all about. That is what our purpose is in the world, to spread God's mercy to everyone. Unfortunately, Too many times the church has had a very unclear message about God's mercy. If you go to people who have separated themselves from the church, and perhaps with good reason, and you ask them, what's the church all about? What is this organization you refuse to be a part of? Why do you refuse to go? And you hear things like, Oh, well, you know, the church is just a group of people that are against this and are against that, and they usually have a long list of moral platitudes or political issues that the church is against. In fact, recently I heard someone say, you guys in the church are against so many things, I can't figure out what you're for. Too often that is the message we give to people, is that somehow they have to become Righteous, They have to clean up their act and, and be the right kind of people before they can be a part of our little club we call the church. That was never, ever Jesus' plan. Even our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has begged us, quit making the church a reward for the righteous. Instead, make it a hospital for sinners. Our job is to bring God's mercy to people. So when they see the church touting this moral platitude or that moral platitude, and then when they realize how many bishops and priests don't follow their own moral obligations they want to place on everybody else, no wonder they so- decide, I don't want to be- have any part of that. Wouldn't it be so much better if they heard the church Proclaiming God's mercy and not God's requirements. Now, am I suggesting that we give up all moral standards? No, absolutely not. But perhaps we could live by our moral standards but proclaim Christ's mercy. Allow me to speak for just a moment to those of you who have separated yourself from the church, and probably with good reason. Let me share with you something that God would like you to hear. God loves you just the way you are. And God accepts you just the way you are. And I love you just the way you are. And I accept you just the way you are. Now me personally, I am so excited that God loves and accepts me just the way I am. I want to come to church to give him thanks, to say thank you. And that's what the Greek word Eucharist means. It means thank you that we come to celebrate this feast to thank Jesus for loving us just the way we are, for accepting us just the way we are, for pouring his mercy into us, to forgive us, to wash us, to make us clean. That is God's mercy. And I encourage you to find your own way to thank God for, for loving you just the way you are, to thank God for accepting you for just the way you are. God will hear you. God will hear you. Thanks be to God that our message is not that we have to get our lives cleaned up to come to God, We just come to God and say thank you for your mercy.